What could happen today? What is the political process that could unfold today? Let's try and get some details on that. We're going to chat now with Laurie Williams, who's a political scientist at um, Mount Royal University. Uh, Laurie, thanks for your time this morning. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining us. Great to join you, Shane. Okay, so let's just walk through this. We know there's going to be a caucus meeting today. Mm-hmm. We've seen published reports that some of the senior members may ask for his resignation. He could be forced into a vote of confidence in his leadership. So let's just walk through those. If there is a confidence vote today among the UCP caucus and Jason Kenney loses that vote, what does that mean for him? Well, it's it's not something that can legally be enforced, but how he can continue to govern without their confidence is, is uh, impossible to imagine. Uh, what he's going to try to do is delay any sort of decisive uh, motion and, and just sort of try to work um, strategically around the various members of caucus, perhaps making assurances and promises, and trying to pull this out, convince them that um, whatever their differences are, they're better off with his leadership than without it. Um, the key for him, I think, is to try to delay anything, particularly, and there may be a fair bit of support for this, particularly since we are in the middle of the fourth wave of the pandemic, we're in a lot of trouble, and that ought to be the focus. And, you know, some Albertans, even if they don't support Jason Kenney, may, may actually have some sympathy with that position. Yeah, I mean, I think that makes perfect sense. This is not the time, I mean, you, you don't want to be focused on internal party politics at a time like this. You would like to have, you know, some stability. I I agree with him completely. So he, does he hold the cards here, ultimately? Can the party, if they do... If he loses the confidence vote, that doesn't trigger anything automatically, constitutionally, or whatever the case may be, to force anything? It does within the the party, but but as far as what's happening, I mean, the the party is governed by its internal um, rules or bylaws. Uh, it's it's it, for all intents and purposes a private entity. There's yes. there's nothing sort of constitutionally that happens um, or, or legally that happens outside of the party. But again, I mean, I don't think it's going to come to that. I think he's going to delay the vote and try to work um, whatever he can in the way of strategy to get uh, make deals, get support, uh, and and or at least delay this until Alberta is in better shape in the hopes that he can he can persuade enough of those folks that are opposing him right now to support him down the road. Um, the only actual constitutional or or um, enforceable uh, motion that can happen here would either come would, would actually come from a vote of confidence in the legislature in the legislature, and that would force an election. Of course. None of these folks want to go. None, none of the UCP members want to go to an election right now. They know that they'd be in trouble if that happened. And of course, he's going to try to use that as leverage. Of course, yeah, uh, we know that that's the nuclear option for Jason Kenney, and he's put it on the table before. So, just so I'm 100 percent clear on this, the UCP party, the caucus, all of the you know the senior advisors, the people involved in the party administration, all the rest of it, they can make all the noise that they want, but there is no mechanism for them to actually force the premier out. It comes down to him until it comes to a leadership review. And even then, uh, he's still the one that makes the call as as to when he leaves. Well, not entirely. Again, as we've seen this before, we need to sort of distinguish between the the party and what it can do and and what can be done legally legally or constitutionally. And, And here we're talking about essentially political pressure, following the rules of this private organization. Yes. 
you know, uh, if they wanted to enforce it, I suppose they could go to court, but all of that's time-consuming and, and cumbersome. Uh, that's not really what anybody's focusing on right now. What everybody's focusing on right now is whether Jason Kenney's leadership can survive this challenge, because it doesn't matter if you say, uh, I don't need to listen to you. Look at what has ha- how, many, how many premiers have we seen forced out, even though there wasn't anything legally that could actually push them. And the, the the social and political forces behind this are quite significant and impossible to resist if it comes to, to that kind of um, sort of, uh, if there are enough people, if there are enough voices, enough pressure, there's, there's no choice right. practically, but for him to, for him to resign. <clears throat> At this point, he just wants to try to delay things and hopes to, that he can bring it back around. Right, exactly. So his goal today is to try and make sure that a a confidence vote in his leadership doesn't actually occur today. Push that back right. as far as he can till things turn around. Well, exactly. And of course, he's also concerned um, about the possibility of constituency associations forcing a leadership review. But again, a lot of wiggle room yeah. there, right? So essentially what he can do is, as we often see, particularly with strategists in politics, is they use the rules. So, you know, in a meeting, use Robert's Rules of Order to prevent somebody from bringing a motion forward or, um, you know, basically use their knowledge of the rules to, to delay things if they can't do anything else uh, until such time as they can work um, work out some kind of solution to it. So there's the sort of strategic using the rules to your advantage dimension of this, and then there's, there's the, I guess, the more political or strategic part of this, which involves trying to persuade enough people that they're better off with Jason Kenney than whatever than with whoever might might follow because what we're seeing of course is a lot of questions about Jason Kenney from people who supported him yes you know this vice president of policy Joel Mullen is is saying some pretty dramatic things having been a, a staunch supporter of Jason Kenney at one time but it also highlights the problem in that Joel Mullen's problem in part is that Jason Kenney introduced vaccine passports and there are a whole lot of other people who thought it came too late. I mean, how is somebody going to govern this party when there are these deep divisions within the, within it? And I think both sides are hoping that their their um, their view will carry the day. The, the, that a leader that agrees with them will be the one that's in charge. But that's not going to resolve the problem. It's not going to help the healthcare crisis, and it's probably not going to help the party in the long run. Yeah, and Laurie, one thing that you mentioned was the the prospect of an election, and we know that the Premier, apparently, there were reports floated that at a previous meeting where his leadership was being challenged. That is sort of his nuclear option, right? Where if he feels like he's lo- he, he can say, okay, get behind me, stick with me, or that's it, I'm calling an election right now, and we all go home, right? I mean, that is his nuclear option to sort of say, if you really want to do this, this is where I'll take it. Right, uh, but, but I mean, it can be far short of that. He can say, simply, you know, do you... Do you want me or do you want the NDP? Do right. you want me or do you want socialism? Those are the kinds of the, the kinds of arguments um, that he will make. Those were the arguments he made to try to bring the party together, to unite the conservatives that were divided and continue to be divided within the party, bringing them together and getting them to work together in spite of the fact they disagree, uh, simply because they are united in, dis- in opposing um, the possibility of the NDP government. Yeah, and that's the prospect that uh, nothing unites a conservative better than uh, the words Premier Rachel Notley. Well, yes and no, um, because it's important to remember that some people within the uh, the new UCP party, formerly the Wild Rose Party, are not primarily focused on governing. They are primarily focused on principle, on 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 um, the ideals, the values that are central 
to them. And and that's why they left the UCP. That's why they were willing to form a different party. They were hoping they'd bring enough people on side to win government, but thought it was it was more there was more integrity almost in opposing um, some policies from outside than from within the party. And that's that's the danger that, that clearly Jason Kenney's been guarding against since he first took office. Um, and as a result, it's meant that a, a relatively small minority of, uh, of Albertans have had, uh, many people think, disproportionate influence on, on government policy. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, good information. Thank you for clearing that up for us, Laurie. I really appreciate it. Well, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, That's Laurie Williams, an associate professor and student advisor in the Department of Economics, Justice, and Policy Studies at Mount Royal University. So there you go.